Okay, so you've finished your class, the weights are stacked, you've rolled up the mats, shut off the lights, and rehydrated. Now join me as we explore our passion, our career, on Group Fitness Talk Radio. Hi everyone and welcome to Group Fitness Talk Radio. I'm Amy McGowan, your host. You can reach me, Amy Joe, at groupfitnessradio.com. With me today is Chris Freitag, and we are going to talk about reaching the athletic-minded, but maybe not the dance-minded. Chris, welcome to Group Fitness Talk Radio. Well, hello. I'm so glad you could join us. <laughs> I love this. I know. I love having you. <laughs> we could talk group fitness all day. Let's talk it, shall we? <laughs> so we want to reach those men and women that are like, Mom, I'm not going to that class. I don't, I'm not interested. I don't want to stay on the beat. I, um, mm-mm. But I sort of like the group thing. Right. Well, I think it's kind of a new trend um, in group fitness. And I think it's kind of fun for some of us who have been teaching for a long time. And for me, every year, I kind of feel this like, huh, what am I going to do different this year? You know, just to change it up for my own mental sake. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's adding a new format. Sometimes it's getting a new certification. And lately, I've been kind of focusing on, I've been a 32-count gal, you know, forever. You and I Mm -hmm. talked about that, where, you know, tap of the phrase, tap of the phrase, 32 counts, stay on the beat, half time, double time. (laughs) Here it comes. Here it comes. New phrase. And it's really, that really narrows your segment of who's going to come to your class. So started really realizing, hey, there's a lot of people out there who would love the group atmosphere, but they aren't going to be able to stay on a beat. They aren't going to be able to follow 32 counts of information in a row. Um, And so, or 32 counts uh, beats. So the whole idea of the athletic inspired class where you can say to people, listen, here's the deal. Come on into class. We're going to do drills. We're going to do, we're going to, you know, go from strength to cardio, whatever it might be. But you don't have to stay on the beat. And once you warm them up, I mean, I'll look at my audience. For instance, I have one class per week that is over half men, um, at least 15, 20 men, at least, if not more. And so when I start that warm up, I don't even go into any, well, I don't really grapevine anyway, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't go into mm-hmm. anything that's very dancey. I'll just do basic squats and lunges, uh, you know active pulsing, Um, I'll tap up, tap down, move the arms, you know, talk to them with very basic moves, and then we'll get right into the strength. And we'll start, I'll start the lunge, for instance, maybe slowly on the beat, and I might pick it up, but before I pick it up, I always say, now I want you to stay at the pace that works for you. So if I speed it up and you don't want to, you go at your pace. And I will have 15 different paces in the room, they don't care, but they know it's okay, it's a straight lunge with a whatever, you know, toss in the med ball or whatever we're doing. So... I give them permission to get off the beat. I give them permission to just do their own thing. And then when we move into a plyometric or something, again, I don't count one, two, three, four. I go 30 seconds. I give them like a time frame. And I always tell them, I want you to go with full range of motion, with what works for your fitness level, your body, go. Whatever feels right. So they have permission to work their own pace every segment. And I I call it organized chaos. All right. If you looked in the room, you'd think that teacher has no idea what she's doing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because everyone's doing something different. Okay. But the truth is I'm building each move. I always give like a low impact and then something a little bit more difficult and then maybe the top range. I give them permission to get off the beat. And we're all following the same circuit. We're all doing the same thing. You're all doing the same things at your own pace. Right. Okay. And then the music... also, it gives you some liberty with your music, too. You yes, can fuss around with your music, and you don't have to make sure that you've got the right beats per minute for that particular move because right. you're kind of disregarding it in some ways. It's almost background. 
it is nice to say to people, if you're an extrovert and you live in the cold weather, you know, and you want to get yeah. a good cardio workout or a good strength workout with people and music, come to class. And you, you it takes some time. You kind of have to advertise it. You know, I started saying to guys, come in. I promise you, you won't. You're it's not like your it. old group fitness class. Right. I was going to ask, how do you let people know that this is not step 101? Well, I, you know, I think a lot of times clubs, um, for instance, Lifetime Fitness, where I, you know, you and I work, right? Um, they do a great job on the schedule of giving some description of choreographed versus non-choreographed. Okay. But still, when someone reads the schedule, they still need to see it with their own eyes. They look in um, through the windows, see what you're doing. Okay. And um, it's word of mouth. It's getting it out there, giving, you know, slowly but surely, a couple of people come and they go, hey, you know what? I can do that. And then they tell their friends and they bring them and so on and so on. It wasn't scary. Right. It wasn't intimidating. So let's talk about some of these formats for the athletic-minded extroverts. Well, okay. Sports conditioning, any okay. kind of sports conditioning, where okay. you can combine both the um, cardio and the strength together. Okay. So you might start with a strength move, move into, and you might go by, you know, for instance, let's say we're going to do legs. So you're going to start with a lunge, then you're going to pick up the pace, or maybe you're going to add a leg lift or, a, you know, a power move, and then move into your, or maybe a balance challenge of some sort. Got it. Pull um, out a BOSU. Right. Or, okay. And then um, go for some sort of a cardio after your uh, strength circuit. So maybe you're going to say... 30 seconds of some sort of a plyometric. What I usually do when I do that is I build the plyometric. So I start with, okay, we're going to do split. Let's say we're going to go for split lunges. Yep. I'll start with not jumping into a split lunge, stepping into a split lunge. And I'll tell people, okay, if this is working for you or you think this is what you should stay with today, I want you to stay here. Those of you who want to go to the split lunge, um, the split jump, I'm sorry, then we'll maybe do it slow first. You know, a little bit of s slower, maybe a little faster. And then I'll say, okay, 30 seconds, your pace, your body, go. So pick it up for you. Right. All right. Um, you can also build circuits in the room depending on how many participants you have. But a lot okay. of times I set up like six, eight circuits in a room, kind of like an indoor boot camp basically. Alrighty. Indoor, outdoor. And they're doing different things at each station. And you're just kind of coaching and moving around the room. Six to eight people a station or whatever they're doing. Okay. And then they see progress in themselves by knowing if they've picked up their speed over time. Right. I think that um, also for some of the really choreographed junkies, yes. um, they're always amazed at how many calories they burn. Because they're afraid that it's not going to be as intense. You know, Oh, no, I'm not going to burn as many calories calories or whatever it might be. Okay. They look at their heart rate monitor at the end of a circuit class and they're like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I burned a hundred more calories than I would have in a step class or whatever it might because be. Because I had the freedom to just let it rip. Right. And, and you're moving around, you're cross-training, you're not paying so much attention to, sometimes when you're paying so much attention to the choreography, you don't put forth as much effort. True. Because you're doing mind aerobics too. Right. Right. Okay. Which isn't bad. It's all good in a week's, you know, effort, but switch it up. Okay. Okay, really, really, really good information. So then let's go to just a simply strength-based class because they love that too. That's just like a big pull right now. Yeah, I always say it's like a strength party. It's like a party for strength training. Okay. You know, if you're bored in the weight room by yourself um, and you're not quite sure what to do, come into the class and, again, an easy warm-up where it's not going to intimidate people and they're not going to walk out the door, you know, within the first yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> and then move into strength moves and go, you know, what I tell them is I'm here to basically move you through the muscle groups. And typically we'll start, obviously, with the large muscle groups, move to the smaller muscle groups. I'll usually go in a beginning strength class, you're going to go from, um, you know, back and forth between upper and lower body to prevent the blood from pooling. Yep. And I just keep it rolling. I tell them, we're not going to waste time. I, I teach an actually um, a 45 minute all strength class. Yes. I said, we got 45 minutes. Let's go. And I just keep moving them through the different muscle groups. Again, allowing them to go off the beat if that's the tempo that's going to work for them. I mean, I will 
do a slower to a faster tempo and I'll hold the pace, but I'll okay. give them the permission to get off. Okay. Because um, I'm, I'm imagining myself trying to teach this class, not listening to the beat. <laughs> Okay, and I, I'm having this sort of um, out-of-body experience. I'm sure I'm, I have some people probably rolling their eyes right going, what is she talking about? I, I go to the beat. I do okay. go to the beat. Okay. And I do love my 32-count music. Okay. However, I will give them permission to go off the beat. Or I don't start adding so many choreography elements to the move sure. that there's no way they can join in. Okay. If they're doing a straight lunge and that works for them, they can stay there as Got I it. move to the next thing. Got it. Okay. Because I just, you know, for those of you out there that have been teaching to the beat, like we all have for a long, long time, it, it just almost, I almost have heart palpitations thinking about, <laughs> you know. Well, think of it this way. Too. For instance, kickboxing. Mm -hmm. Now, I teach kick, and I'm not saying this is the right way. I'm just saying if you're looking for a change. Yeah, for, but, to um, change it up. Kickboxing, I teach, obviously, on a beat, oh, right? Of course. Okay. But I teach, I tell them, I promise you, I will hand up to the Bible. I will not do anything over a 16 count of choreography. Therefore, the less um, dancey minded or the men will come in. Because I promise them that everything will be a four and eight or a sixteen. You're count. not gonna drill, do a drill, drill, drill. I'm not gonna one twenty eight add on. I'm not gonna pat the top of my head and say <laughs> from, the, from top. the top. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so keeping it more athletically minded, mm -hmm. not getting all frou frou. Right. Got it. And I think for some of us who have gotten to the point where we I, you know, those of us like you and I, teaching for 20 years, we started with the basics. And then the way to make your class better was to make it more complicated. We kind of went through that phase, more complicated, um, faster, more crazy. And now, myself personally, I'm going back to the, let's keep it simple. Tempo change alone can make it super interesting with great cueing, great music. And, you know, you got a good class. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be a head-banging experience to prepare exactly. your class. And back to full range of motion. Right, yeah. Because full know. range of motion, a lot of those really quick moves are just, um, you know, basically uh, momentum-based. Yeah, and we've taken away range of motion, and then we've lost heart rate. Right. You know, I was watching a class the other day. Great class. Super speedy fast. It had to have been 138 to 140 step class. I, 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 I can't even touch my nose doing step that class. You my know? arm doesn't go over my head. No, but they were loving it. Don't get me wrong. It's what the members wanted. They were loving it. They were having a blast. So there's nothing wrong with nothing it wrong. per se. Well, here's what I always tell this kind of a circuit-based class. I always, right. I always say to them, and by the way, um, you know, we've all heard that you've got to tell people three things, right, before they remember it, if not more than three. And how many times have you repeated something three, four times in class and, like, half the class still isn't doing it? I just want to say, yep, I'm talking to you. So it, don't ever feel like you're a broken record. But I, I, almost every class, I every week, I say to my class, remember, there's three ways to get your heart rate up, right? Number one, arms over the head. Anytime you put your arms over the head, your Instant. heart rate's going to go up. Instant. Now, in cycling, we don't put the arms over the head, so we got to go for the other That's things. Right. You know, so you have to look at what you're doing. Um, number two, speed. We all love to go fast. If you run faster, if you walk faster, if you jump faster, jump rope faster, if you step up and down faster, heart rate goes up. That's an easy way for all of us to um, increase our heart rate. The hardest way, range of motion. Range of motion, larger range of motion and or plyometric. So a split jump for a lot of people looks like prancing because they are not. They don't want to bend their knees. They just want to go fast, 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 fast. Mm -hmm. That's going to get their heart rate up, but it's not going to train their quads, hamstrings, glutes you know, as much. So challenge them to go slower with the larger range of It's a killer. It is a killer. That a muscle killer. response. Yeah. So, okay. So you guys, did you get those three ways to get your heart rate up? Number one, arms overhead. 
Number two, speed, which is probably the easiest ones to get our participants our participants to do and then number three is range of motion or resistance when it comes to biking or resistance because in biking you know you don't, don't have, have arms over your head unless you, you want to do some crazy stuff that we're not even going to go there right so all you've got is speed and resistance yep you gotta add the resistance to get the heart rate up yep and that's the hardest thing yep so cool all right so we've got those then um things going for us in these athletically based classes um, without getting crazy choreography. So then we've got to get the ideas to our members that we're not going to go crazy. We're a good idea, a good rule of thumb is not to build past 16 in any sort of choreography. <laughs> yeah. No from the top, 128 count, right. add-on crazy stuff, which is still fun every once in a while. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been away from that for a long, long, long time. Um, I remember being at a convention and going to one of Patrick Godot's step classes, and I was with a girlfriend <laughs> who was just the chore- choreographer of the century. And I actually got it, and she could not get it. I think she's probably still frustrated to this day. And she, <laughs> well, you know, well, and that kind of points to what you say about, uh, or what we've been talking about, is that love your strengths. By the way, embrace your strengths. Because I was never the, you know, take it from the top and string together, you know, 40, 32 counts in a row. I've never. That's never been my Mm-mm. style. That's not to say I don't enjoy it every so often. If I can be in the back corner of someone's class <gasps> and take and it, take it, and um, love it, and I just go it. somewhere, or a mm-hmm. dance class where you know I, I just kind of do my own thing in the mm-hmm. back. But I'm not going to teach that. That's not my strength mm-hmm. as much. Um, I've always been a little more athletic based. I definitely love a fun step class with some crazy little moves. But um, I think, you know, play up to what's good for you too, because that's what the members love about you. The members are going to find all, di- you know, they're going to like a lot of different instructors. That's the beautiful thing about, you know, having great coworkers is that they'll find a way to find all kinds of classes they like. Exactly. I love a gal that I teach with. She is still taking her class out running oh. right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. How mm-hmm. many participants does she have? She has about a dozen <laughs> that consistently come. Well, you know. I, I will tell you a story. I teach an outdoor um, class Thursday mornings at 530 from June 1st to August, October 1st. And um, starting in August, it starts to get dark in the morning mm-hmm. here. And this was the first year we were going to go to October. I said, are you sure? Because we usually stop September 1st. No, 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 October. Let's push it. So it's pitch black at 530 in the morning in October. And are in September. And so I said, you know, guys okay with it? Oh, they're okay with it. No. I get 60 people in this class. And how many? Okay. They show up with miner's lights on their heads. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not joking. Everyone's wearing a miner's light on their head. <laughs> For the September? Yeah. yeah 530 yeah. class. Yeah, 60 people. We take it over. You know, we're, we're out in the parking lot. We're running on the, the lines of the parking lot. We're doing all kinds of crazy drills. <laughs> and we've all got miner's lights on. You guys, this is Minnesota. Okay, so come on. Come on and join us for Chris's class at 530 in September. I think that is terrific. And this is what happens when you get a group of people together that want to be crazy and fun and still be outside in this crazy weather because we had, like, snow. Snow, October 12th. We we start the year out June 1st, and it's beautiful, 530 in the morning. It's bright bright and sunny. It's going to come up in a half hour. (laughs) By by September, we've got miners' lights on (laughs) and mittens. (laughs) <laughs> Parkas, snow pants. Oh, my goodness. So let's talk a little bit about music because, like you said, we have more flexibility then in music here. And one thing I found, like when I teach a, a strictly strength class, is I can even have breaks in my music. I can put together some of my favorite tunes, and you can put together like 70s or oldies or rock and roll, and you don't have to have then the 32-count blended. You don't, but I will say um, kudos to the music people. Mm-hmm. It 
takes so much time mm-hmm. to sort through your music and go, mm-hmm. okay, this one's good for legs. Okay, this one's good for arms. I mean, forget it. Because I've sometimes used my own iPad where I've a song has come on and yeah. I've been like, oh, this is not, this is lowering the energy level because it's too slow or whatever that might be. So I still love the pre-mixed music or, you know, the music where you buy your popular songs and you they put them together. So, yes, I love you music companies. I know. But... For a strength class, I, I always start slow. Slower is better than fast because then you can really teach to the full range of motion and double your time. But there's still people who can't keep a beat, period. doesn't matter if it's 32 count music or not. The nope. beat isn't in their world. So that's where you know, you're allowing them to go off Permission the beat and not feel you know, silly that they aren't keeping beat. Okay. But I still do love, you know, you're right. You can, like in a, a spinning class, I'm going to use my own mm-hmm. music. But I still, in the studio, I just love my pre-mixed music. Mm-hmm. Because it's dependent. Yeah, so I'll start with like a 130, okay. 130 BPM in a strength class. And okay. I'll, I'll push it down to about 128 yep. on big lunges. Yep. Um, sometimes 126 on the abs. And sometimes I'll just crank it up a little bit to one, you know, 32 if I'm going to do a cardio something. Okay. Absolutely great to know. Um, ratios in your classes, men to women? Mostly women in anything that is um, like at nine in the morning. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Um, that that group tends to be the moms, which is great. Um, I am one. I love it. Yeah. Um, in a sports conditioning class, spinning and or boot camp, if it's at 5.30 in the morning, I'd say one-third men and more and more men all the time. Okay. Um, because, you know, they're working out before work. Um, lunchtime, a lot of men. Mm-hmm. More men are coming in. Okay. Um, I think they just have to get past the fact that it's not going to be dancey. Yes. You know. Yes. Athletic-based moves. Any other tips for getting to that crowd, um, men and women both, that just don't feel comfortable coming into something they think is going to require um, skill and beat adaptation? Um, Well, I think really... uh fostering that group feeling in your class. I mean, typically you're going to have 50% of the classes your uh, comebacks, mm-hmm. you know, your friends. Your t- and if they adapt, if everyone adapts that like, hey, come on in, we, we want you here kind of a mentality, um, it really makes a difference. This guy showed up in my spinning class and he, um, this was like last January. And we have 60 bikes, so, you know, it, you know how it is in January. It's yeah, full. It's full. So he somehow got in the front, and these women who are total regulars totally embraced him. They're like, "Hey, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> what are you doing? We've here? never seen you before." Well, they're talking to him, and they're so, they're like, "Hey, we love that you're here." And he had said he, you know, he doesn't work out, and this was the first time, and blah blah. Sort blah. of a New Year's resolutionist. Yeah, so they're like, "Hey, come back. You got to come back." And then he came back, and they're like, "Hey, you're here." You know, and they were talking to him every week. Well, it really took me like four months, and one day I looked at him. I saw him passing me in the gym. And with so many people in class, I don't always know their names. I looked at him and I said, okay, what's your name? And he told me his name. And I said, how much weight have you lost? He said, 75 pounds. I'm like, excuse me, how did you do that? You know how he did it? He finally got the confidence to step into a gym. And he finally got the confidence to come into a spinning class because he knew it wouldn't involve any like major bodily movements. And these women kept talking to him. Well, he started going then to three classes a week and they embraced him they'd see him in the gym they'd be like what are you doing are you coming to class you know three spinning classes a week he then added some weights once he felt a little more comfortable added a little you know day of elliptical or whatever 75 pounds he's now 96 pounds down yeah wow i saw him yesterday incredible but he came back to class because of the others you know embracing him in class okay so, and that goes to building community, making your class fun. And that was a whole, I think it's um, interview number four with Kate Larson, building your class, making a community um, and accountability. Oh, uh, you know, they did because the, when he came in the room, they'd be like, hey, you're here. Good to see you. you or know? you weren't here last week and we missed you. Where oh, were you? Well, and we all know that one because it's always like, why isn't so-and-so here? Yeah. 
Who's your, standing in her spot? Yeah, your absence <laughs> is noted. Where, where were you? So if you have any questions, you guys, Chris, how can people reach you, contact you? At chrisfreitag.com. It's C-H-R-I-S-F-R-E-Y-T-A-G.com. And uh, come there or friend me on Facebook. Yeah, she's a Facebooker. I'm not Facebooking yet because my kids say that's too creepy, Mom. Oh, no. But I am going to do it. My daughter said, Mom, that, that's a creeper. She called <laughs> yeah. it. Creepers. And then she friended me. She finally gave up and friended me. Did she? Mm-hmm. Well, I just creep over their shoulder right now. Because <laughs> she, she, I kept saying, I'm never getting to see your photos. I want to see those photos. Mm-hmm. And um, finally she friended me. Oh, that's so nice. And I know my oldest one would now, but our, we have daughters the same age. My youngest one. Yeah. Uh, not yet. You guys, Chris also writes a lot of articles. Um, she's a contributor at Prevention. Prevention Magazine. My new book will be in bookstores in December. And it's called? The Two-Week Total Body Turnaround. And um, I'm really excited about it. It's a little jump start for those who have fallen off the wagon for whatever it might be. And talk about Mondays. <laughs> you have a little theory about Mondays. I have been a Monday girl for a long time. I have... I send out a weekly tip on Mondays. I do a TV segment every Monday. Um, and I've always said that Monday is that day where all health, you know, starts again. For those of us who say, well, Friday's that day that begs, you know, hey, what am I going to do this weekend? And then a lot of people on the weekend, they might have a little splurge or have a little fun. Well, guess what? No excuse. Monday comes around 52 times a year. You've always got Monday to start over, organize, refocus. Yep. So use your Mondays as your day of health. Monday's the start over day, you guys. <laughs> and then you can read Chris Wright's for Certified News. She's on the board of directors for ACE. Yes. Um, American. American Council on Exercise. And they have a fabulous website, too. Very interactive. Yes. Yes. So um, where else can we find you? You are um, with... Spry. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm a trainer for Spry products and Gaiam. So, um, you know, I do different kinds of... You're everywhere. You're everywhere. You're <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Just trying to make a living. No, I'm just kidding. Know. You know what? I always tell my kids, I wouldn't do this if I didn't love it. You know, don't you just want to pinch yourself when you have a job doing something you love? Yes, absolutely. So you guys look up Chris on her website. It's a fantastic website. Mm. And um, as always, thank you for being thank here you. with me. Thank you. Love it. Yep. And you guys let me know if there's a subject or an interview you would like me to do. Please contact me either through the website or on my email again, amyjoe at groupfitnessradio.com. And we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for being here. Bye. This has been a production of Deep Breath In, LLC. And you can find us at groupfitnessradio.com. A special thanks to my technical producer, Mike Corman.